Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works in the Cosmere. But not the Cosmere today, because we're talking about more Dark One. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. I am Weird Writer again. Okay. Uh, also joining us is Evgeny. <laughs> again. And I'm back. Oh, God. Uh, and also joining us is not Batman, Danielle. Bill fell candy. You don't know if she's Batman. She could totally be Batman. She could. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chaos. Uh, and we're going to talk about more Dark One because turns out we have... Are you okay there? There was a fly. <laughs> are you, are you, are you, are it seemed like you, you were like just flipping your hair. It was great. <laughs> it literally flew into my nose and flew mm. away. It what was a very fight between Ian and his hair. I root for the hair. Yeah. Look, I hair is winning the consumed. battle. Hair is winning the battle in quarantine. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk more about Dark One uh, because turns out there's kind of a lot to talk about and we didn't quite realize how much we had to say on it because, again, we didn't really outline these episodes. So <laughs> I, I'm both yes. sorry, but also you get to see us more off the cuff. Unlike with Cosmere stuff, you know? Uh, Raw, unfiltered content. Unfiltered. Still edited, though. But, you know. So, let's start by talking about how awesome the map is in Dark One. Because it is super cool. Let's do that. What do we want to talk about on this map? The names. Uh, yeah? Well, before before even the names, uh-huh. what I super love about it is that it is it is like it is so stereotypically fantasy yes. concept evil on one side yep. good on the other side <laughs> with a literal river dividing them yeah like it i think that captures the character of the story and the world that we're going to be we're going to be playing with so well yep and then there are the names yeah like Spectre's Watch, the Raxian Desolation. Well, I mean, you gotta have the Desolation next to Mordor. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. Uh. Um, the the Plains of Not Thirst. It is the Plains, plains of, of Thrist. 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 Oh, you have the Warfields yep. of Carcoon and Malmahan's Folly, which totally wouldn't... Looking back at it, interesting. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. And and didn't they talk about how like because the folly was a a keep right or like a, a tower? Yeah, because yes. it looks like it's that tower, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they talked about how even so much time after Malmaham, like it still hasn't fallen, which was which was interesting. I wonder if that was supposed to be like foreshadowing that Malmaham is still out there. I wish I could just control F for Malmahan. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so upset. Right home. It's interesting because what does this Ols mean? U-L-S. Because there's Ols Carcoon and Ols Eden. Who's Eden? I think that's like mountains of. Hmm. Yeah, that's my impression as well. But but that begs the question, who was Eden? Yeah. Wait, wasn't oh my god. Um Stupid brain. Uh the the knight 
that they sent after Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't one of his titles something to do with Eden? Um, or I don't, maybe his name. No. I will say that when the Chronicle King was first introduced, I thought he looked like Odin. Because like yeah. one of his eyes was in shadow. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but then I realized, oh no, you do have two eyes. So disappointingly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do I do think it's really interesting that there there exists old Skarkun. But also on the map there's the Droll Kretch forest. Mm. Is that where they're born? I, I think so. Grown? I think so. Cause I love um, that concept, by the way. That's yeah. so- that's so cool. Yeah, Rastic mentions his Kretsch sires. Mm-hmm. Yes, and how they grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have mom and dad. <laughs> and I love how he's kind of like grossed out by that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the great. I mean, to be fair, human reproduction is a little messy. Yeah, yes, it's like, it is. Yeah, it's weird. Even the great sundering of the narrative by the Dark One Malmahan. The one who came before you did not fell our spirits. He's different than those who came before him. We adapted. But I don't think they talk about the tower. It happens in the top left panel of a page. And like as, as they're traveling to the pitch, but before they get to the pitch, right? Because they pass by the tower on the way to the pitch. Oh, I thought it was when he was traveling with the princess. Oh, was it? it. Oh, maybe it was. Okay. Oh, yes. uh, I found it. I found it. Okay, great. Um, So they're passing it, and Fiatora says, Be careful not to gaze on that tower too long. Malmahan's folly has been burned seven times, but still its walls will not topple. Some whisper of his cursed soul alive there even now. Who's Malmahan? Blah, 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 blah. Wow. Man, there's a lot of lore baked into this. That is like it's really easy to forget that one time. Uh, uh, let's take a look at the Kingdoms of Light. Anything interesting there? So I guess Vetus so, Kirkos is the capital city. I guess seems like. Uh, I think I so. think so. Castle that everything yeah. goes on in. I do. So so one thing that I love about the map, like absolutely love about the map, is all the little details of the thing like so for example if they're portraying a tower there will be a little mm-hmm. picture of a tower mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. will be like you it will be representative of how that tower actually looks it's not some like placeholder tower model that they slap on all the towers yeah like yeah. the the uh the, the image before uh vitas Kirkus, uh which appears to be the capital yeah it, it looks like probably what the city looks like it, 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 and it yeah. looks different from all the other cities not that there are that many of them and like no. the quilt lands yeah um, that just like, paints a like picture a in my mind yeah yeah like you yeah. can see it like yeah. you're or in like an airplane the sentinels i love the sentinels mm-hmm. uh which are these appear to be like massive statues that sit between oh, yeah, uh the blackened lands and the kingdoms of light mm-hmm. are those the same statues that are in the interlude thing i don't think so no we're gonna definitely talk about the intermissions i just realized something really i i feel really dumb i know it's called pitch it's pitch black (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yes, Eric. <laughs> I didn't re- I didn't uh, yeah. I don't know. I was like that's kind of a weird name, but yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Iron Coast, the Dawn Coast. Yeah, and Alfajkust, Ravtakus, and Svartuv Svartur Coast. Yeah, as, that's like, three port cities. That is really I'm weird. I'm interested in Highgard, which appears to be Highgard. some maybe kind of like mountain pass keep yeah. thing. What is uh-huh. it guarding though? Yeah, that's, that's a, a great question. question. Maybe yeah. there's like something like forces not associated with the dark, uh, but are still like like barbarians type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like wildlands or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the quiet yeah, it's like river. what is beyond the edges of this map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I look so at a map, cool. I always like kind of keep them the different places in mind to see when we actually show up at that place, and then I have a mental reference of where we are. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I do like when they're also, traveling, we get to hear of a, a lot of these places in the blackened lands that are on the map. Yeah. Good, because I hate when we oh yes. we're passing this and it's not on the freaking map. God, uh, can we talk about how the 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 compass looks like the Cosmere symbol? <laughs> It does. Oh my god. Oh my god, it totally does though. Uh, there yeah. are actually a lot of little references like at one point Paul told um what's her name? His sister. Nika. 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 He's like, Why are you so cryptic? <laughs> I was just cracking up at that. And, it's and like then how he lives in the alloy law and yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there, and there is like a conversation about hatred at at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, passion yeah. of hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the fact that Nika is like practically seal for the first chapter. Yeah, in a, in a sense, the port cities being named in these very specific ways that are different from everything else is very interesting. You know? Oh, they yeah, they do have this. I was gonna say like Nordic vibe, but it's yeah, but it's, it's not kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Svart is yeah, like the Svartalves were yep. the Dark Elves. Oh, by the and, Blackened Lands. Hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, and and Language like is opposite of them, all the way on the other side, you have the Alphicust or Alphage, mm-hmm. but it's probably Alphi. Yeah, I think no, I think that's a J. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but oh, in northern like pronounced? fjords, right? A oh, what are what are what are the light elves called? Um, I th- look. I think they're just elves because they're they're the default. Um, uh, well, I so I I know there's there's not just the the smart Alfheim. Yeah, I think the other one is Alfheim. Yeah. Oh no like no, there, there there's the the Leosofar. Leosofar. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not it's not something similar enough, but like Alf is a like yeah related morpheme. Yeah, yeah, but but obviously all of them have like kust there, which mm-hmm. implies mm-hmm. Could be like some or something. And it, but it, but it's oh, it is so interesting that we have. Oh my god, this is like the tiniest detail ever, but it's so fascinating, right? Because you have similar naming convention yeah. in both the Blackened Lands mm. and the Kingdoms of Light. Yup. Which which implies things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. it does. Uh, that's, that, so that's what book two is about, the port cities. 
It, it, <laughs> like, I, I want a story about the port cities at this point. Well, it almost like if they're like elves and stuff or something like that. There's probably more races on Mirandus that we haven't seen, right? Like that that's that's not surprising in any way, right? Well, yeah, like those those giant like long legged horse looking things or yeah, that we don't things. have a name for. Yeah, like where they oh, yeah. we've seen yeah. once. They, those yeah. reminded me of a creature from the Dark Crystal. Yes, exactly. Which long striders? They do have a long stride. That's for land striders is the name. Eighties, eighty, eighty, eighties. Yeah. Law and Sons Alloy Company Limited. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think that just means anything. I, I think that's just a fun reference. But the It's like the an Easter egg. But the compass being a lot like the Cosmere symbol is a little weird to me. I, I think that's an Easter egg. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. 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 But I, I I think it's a fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh what other like art and visual things do you guys want to talk about, if any? Um, like cool panels and pages and artistic parallels, maybe. If we come up with any, you know, that actually reminds me, like Malmahan and Krasis, for some reason, like before Malmahan, like uses his powers and goes crazy i their faces look real similar to me they have a heavy brow yeah dead eyes is mama hand's son i don't think the timeline works on that (laughs) no i don't think so (laughs) uh they did not look similar at all to me but like mama hand gives me massive joker vibes and also his face uh like looks so much like a skull to me mm-hmm. and like especially with in in a lot of panels um his lips are virtually non-existent mm-hmm. like if you look like 115 where he's in his suit it's got that heavy brow right and hair like that versus if you scroll down just a little bit more to where Theodora fights Krasis like they both have like similar hair and brow styles like on page 120 121 it just is I, weird to me that's what occurred to me i think that's part of the art style yeah it, 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 it well could be well cuz i be. i think if they were supposed to if the the reader was supposed to pick up on the fact that they look similar they would look more similar than that yeah i guess or maybe it's just trying to convey a feeling about these characters. Just, yeah. you know, when you look at a person, you immediately make judgments, even if you don't want to, just based on how they look. Yeah, yeah. true. The just, beauty advantage. Uh, I love all the two-page spreads. Like, those mm-hmm. all look so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We we have the one of, I, I guess it's the pitch, right? Yeah. Um with like the the armies of the blackened lands mm-hmm. and the god what are they called the iron keepers iron Was keepers the, yeah the automatons yeah. yeah uh kind of arrayed like uh like bioshock big daddies almost they they kind of um, are bioshock big daddies yeah. though yeah. now are they are they robotic or are they soul infused did seem like things. they're soul infused cuz that's why he had yeah. the glow right? in their eyes mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, that yeah. red glow. I, mean, I, which, I think both. Yeah. So have they been around for a very long time, or are they just just then created when? No, I think they were around before I, Paul. They, they were, were because they were, they were on the steps as he was yeah. walking up to the pool. But like, I think he needed to infuse them with yeah. souls using his Dark One abilities, I guess. Yeah, like he has to infuse them as his own iteration of the Dark One in mm. order for them to activate. His ability to soul infuse objects are probably tied to him. So if like he were to die, those would like future Dark Ones couldn't use objects he created i think that's reasonable yeah but they could be um, purpose those objects in the same way i think it was malmahan who actually created those mm, you mean carcoon or do you mean malmahan? i didn't mean carcoon mm. but i could be wrong does does malmahan mention them no, i don't remember so I, that I, I think when when rustic tells Paul about them like the first time they walk into the city like when he introduces the iron keepers i think he mentions that there but it could very well be carcoon doesn't say malmahan but like the whole place was built by carcoon and then like it's just the automatons are there the legion of empty death um it's waiting for your power to come a cool name <laughs> the legion of empty death yeah <laughs> it also seems like uh, Rostic is talking about when when Paul's right above the well and is like thinking of grabbing it. He says, "Even Malmahan, uncalled by the narrative and unchecked by destiny, which is interesting. He who nearly ripped the world asunder, even he was just a man before the well. Do you feel it, sire? Do you hear it call your name? So, like maybe the well itself was calling to him. Uh, in that seems likely, yeah." Because we, we were talking a little bit between the episodes that it was kind of weird how Paul, like, heard voices. Uh, like, it says, murder and do it in the art. There's a part of me that thinks that's just his inner Dark One nature manifesting. Yeah. Like, as he's getting closer to the point in the nar narrative where he becomes the Dark One, it's, like, seeping backwards in time-ish. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does, but I don't like it. It's like <laughs> echoes of something that's happening in the future. Yeah, not, not a fan of that. That phrase, unchecked by destiny, makes me think that there isn't a destined one to fight Malmahoon. What is his name? Malmahan. Marmalade. Yeah, Marmalade. Marmalade. yeah that's it. Uh, everyone like, does unchecked Mal. by destiny just makes it seem like now he doesn't have anyone to fight like there's no one there to stop him well maybe but it's also kind of the 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 common lore on Miranda's that there was no destined one to fight uh marmahan yeah it does seem to imply that as unchecked by destiny i think that's what that means and mm -hmm. and so but but the circles back to to the thing we talked about in the previous episode where maybe there was one uh but he got or they got offed by yeah um and we we were speculating Ilarian. that um Ilarian, yeah he pretended that he was the one who defeated marmahan but he actually just well, imprisoned and, and him maybe, and and maybe he did like maybe the defeat was just not the the kind of defeat a destined one inflicts uh, mm -hmm. upon a dark one 
So like he was victorious, but not in the traditional sense. And so as far as everyone else is concerned, there was no destined one. He was just right. the previous destined one, like doing an, an amazing feat and, and defeating the uncalled one. I, I think that's possible. Uh, Ilarian could have done that. There may also just not have been a destined one. I think both are totally yeah. plausible. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Can I mention something I just noticed? Uh, yes. It's about the intermissions. And mm-hmm. in we, we talked about the intermission about Carcoon in the last episode mm-hmm. uh, a lot. But there's a part like near the end where it's like Kingdoms of the Light Defiant lend an ear to those to he who'd see you buried low. And you know what's super interesting is just like literally two pages later, two, three pages later, one of the draws is like the light has come. The kingdom of the light defiant lend an ear to he who'd see you buried low. It's like literally in the dialogue. Hmm. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Totally serious. Yeah. Prophetic history being written. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, no, it's it's right there. And I, I was just noticing it scrolling. I'm like. Kingdoms of Light Defiant. It's like, no, that was directly in the intermission. Uh, it's oh, sweet. Page 157 in the PDF, uh, by the way. Oh. Like, that's super cool. So, like, that well, means something. Uh, maybe Kirkoon's words just got either, either remembered in history, mm-hmm. or there are, like, narrative echoes throughout time sure um and and it it just happens that specific words or phrases or sentences show up again and again or like like religious text and like william shakespeare is wrote a lot of stuff he's the bard like he's a storyteller like he coined a lot of words in english (laughs) Like he mm-hmm. he is connected to narratives in a very like intrinsic way, so like he very easily could have like somehow tapped into the narrative itself, like become a conduit and written those words that I don't know if Car- I don't know if like what he wrote was like an accurate depiction of what happened to a carcoon, like he might have like foretold that those words would be said, that they would be part of the narrative. But it's real weird how Mm -hmm. a man from Earth, Bill Shakespeare, was telling the story (laughs) of the first dark... Like, So so there's some options here, right? So one of them, he could have just been writing something that he thought was a story, Mm -hmm. um, and then it actually like ended up tapping some greater truth about the Earth, hearing about, an echo or from the narrative God, I was or something say about the Cosmere, uh, capital C connection, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw you, I saw you, you were about to make that comment. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so he could have been doing that. Uh, he could have like literally known Carcoon and like in, in some way he could have told him his story. It's possible. I mean, like there's transit between the worlds. Yeah, yeah. William Shakespeare well, I mean, could have known a Miranda or or something. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah, of possibilities. Sure. Um, 
or, or or yeah, he could have just heard of this story and then decided to turn it into uh into a play. Mm. I don't think that he was Carcoon. Plot twist. <laughs> William Shakespeare was Carcoon. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh man. That is just so cool to me. I'm so glad I noticed that that was the exact same line uh yeah. later. So cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. Kind of want to talk about these other intermissions, which objectively are le- have less to talk about because there's way less text, which is helpful. But like, maybe we it's should. It's a good segue. Like, what a Brandon thing to do to have some uh, interludes here mm-hmm. to confuse <laughs> us real good and like even more confusing us when there's no text and we just have to see look what up he there. wrote to have the artist draw that. Like, I want to see what notes he gave the artist. Yeah. To come up with a scene like that. Because, I mean, it's hard to depict a whole story with no words. It really is. Mm-hmm. And so, and it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the first intermission, the first story told, like, people are chopping down wood and, like... Carving the masks. Carving the carving masks. Well, so I want to I wanna steal the show real quick because okay. the first interlude and the parallel with the epilogue are some oh, of the things I super love. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it's like that that does tie in okay, to a comment like I wanted to make. Uh-huh. Um, which is like throughout the oh, yeah. most of this, it's like there's like the two boxes, like two frames side by side. And then the second to the last one, the destined one figure, like their arm crosses over mm-hmm. the frame. Mm-hmm. And then in the next one, it's, it's bloody. The knife is covered in blood. And the, and dark, the dark one is gone. This sounds like the that one was killed. Yeah, the yeah. dark one. Yeah, but so, like so, comparing it to the the one later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like reacting it in ver- reverse. They don't kill the other crawl. Like there's like red streamers instead of actual blood. Mm. So it's like the humans like kill people as part of this ritual. The crawl don't. Which yeah. ones are actually evil? It's- yeah, and, and and so the second one happens in the epilogue. And then that word, I don't know how to pronounce it. Paragator? That shows up in the flashbacks of the serial killer. Yeah, he writes those words. Yeah. In like a couple panels, it's there. So what does that mean? Like I couldn't figure out from con- contextually like... Trying to figure out what uh, it means. I googled it and I did not find anything. Well, so it's, yes. it's it's not a real word. I I was trying to like tie it to something actually linguistic, um, like so. For example, it it uh, loosely invokes the idea of purgatory to me. Like it has okay, sure, some yeah. of some of the the uh, phoneme phonemes phenomes phonemes phenomes. <sighs> so close. Um, I don't know words, man. Uh, I, I think it's phonemes, not phenomes. I don't know, but I I do want to say that a uh, prerogator is clearly just a very mean alligator in Florida. I mean, it makes sense. It's a serial killer alligator that lets him uh, jump this between Grace's cameo. Yeah, it, it actually is. Yeah, everyone knows that. Uh, uh, so it is phoneme. So screw you. Okay. Well, all right. Well, fine. Uh, That's fine for me to look like a fool that's just fine but yeah it does it does show so but but i could i couldn't i couldn't find anything that like worked linguistically with with that 
question yeah. for Brandon at the That's a good question. It's a good question. But like it's like a Rafa though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the parallel that I really liked between the first intermission and the epilogue that mm-hmm. Ian stole my stealing of the show. Mm-hmm. Um was that to me, like they very much show this kind of origin story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and one of them is from the human perspective and the other one is from the draw perspective. Mm. Uh, and they obviously tell these stories very differently, and I thought that was really, really cool. The impression I got is the Kroll story is being told differently because mm-hmm. of what Paul did. Like, finally, the Dark One did win. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, because it is so, in modern day. Yeah. Whereas the other one... So so the first one, the first story, right? Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. that read, this was the first story ever told. Mm-hmm. This was the like dawn of time type of stuff. Okay, but yeah, good call. Good call. Which is yeah, really interesting because it looks like you know they're native long long before anything, but like light and dark. But like presumably this is long before Carcoon even, right? So this is like echoes of the narrative itself long ago because the narrative seemed to exist pre-Carcoon, right? Because Carcoon was referring to the narrative, but right. even though it kind. Rostic is saying that Carcoon set the narrative in motion, but it kind of existed. This is just interesting. Ties into my theory from last episode that Carcoon stuck the narrative into a loop. So, like, he set the narrative into a new motion. Maybe. Maybe. Danielle, what do you think? Yeah, when... um... When we were talking about it in the last episode, we were saying that Earth and um, Miranda's were kind of intertwined. And so at the beginning, they were talking about Miranda's having the bane. And now mm-hmm. the narrative ha- might have changed from what it originally was because of Carcoon. Because Carcoon keeps saying he's going to come back using these boys from Earth. Yeah, it's like stolen the destiny. That's- Alarian said. Do do we think this depiction in this first intermission is on Earth or Miranda's? Hmm. Uh, never thought about it, really. It, I, yeah. I just always defaulted to Miranda's. That was also the impression I had. But if it was on Earth, then it would make more sense that that story was being told before Carcoon happened. Because, like, the narrative timey wimeyness ness <laughs> and, and it also may have been just a story. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, like, a myth, essentially. Nothing, nothing, like, well, nothing to it. Just a, a story and a play that people tell and act by the fire. Um, but they, and kill people. But, yeah, the girl actually drew blood. Like, well, that was very different from... <laughs> a little yeah. blood. I mean, there's. I think That's it's pretty clear that, that that it's it, that the light just killed the dark one. There, like that's what that's signifying to me. Let's maybe talk about the second intermission, which is called the Garden of Stone. Ah, uh, so we have a lot of statues. It looks it looks Greco-Roman, you know, right? Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and the then, statues look like they are. Destined one, dark one, yeah, or, or human droll. Yeah, because there's like a droll or 
Is that a drawl or like more like one of the like almost like a dark one mask? I think that's a dark one mask. It's one like of a them dark definitely one looks like a mask to me. Yeah, with with the lines. Yeah. 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 So first of all, I can't make anything of this intermission. I have no idea what's going on. I think it's yeah, just like another two pages. Another yeah. iteration of this story being told. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that would make so, sense for all three intermissions. So do we think this one takes place on Earth? I think they all like they all have to take place on Earth. Ooh, yeah, that's like, a good point. Well, not the draw one. No, no, no. Oh, the last one no, is not that, a, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, the that's the epilogue. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. the same. Because it's ancient, ancient times telling this story, mm-hmm. like Greco Roman times telling mm-hmm. this story, and, and then Shakespeare. Shakespeare telling this story. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, yeah. this t- like just reinforcing the tie between Earth and Mirandus. Yep. Okay. I dig yep. it. I dig it. I dig it. I'm in. All right. I'm I'm satisfied. We're figuring things out, kind of, maybe. <laughs> sort of. So what does that tell us, actually? Ilarion thinks, or at least says, that Earth stole Mirandus's narrative. Do you think that just might mean that Earth is telling stories of that? Because, like, he does say, like, on Earth we are but uh, the fuel of bardic stories. So, like, I'm not sure how much he really means that they literally stole the narrative. Like, Mm. maybe there's an aspect to that, but it could also just mean that's like, Earth's been telling the story of Mirandus in many ways for a very long time, in a sense. Because he would know. But as a bardic story. Yeah, right. He's he's saying the people from Earth don't understand that you guys are real. They're just telling this as a story. Yep. Mm -hmm. But Crack also, they're, yeah, Daniel. they're they're giving up people from Earth to be part of that story. So they're like inserting themselves into Mirandus's narrative. And maybe that's what they mean by they're stealing the narrative. Like they're mm-hmm. kind of putting themselves into the place of legends, ideals. Yeah. Yeah. Which would lead nicely into, into Ilarion's, um Oh, it's time to to take this back. It's time to make mm-hmm. the destined one and the dark one be of Miranda's. That's what he's trying to edit. Frack okay. theory. Uh huh. Oh no. What? And this like totally breaks everything I've said before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if the reason the narrative is cyclical, and like there's always a new dark one and always a new destined one, is because Earth keeps telling this story what if that's how earth stole the narrative like it it took this story and it keeps retelling it pretty much blow by blow with slight differences and that's forcing Mirandus to keep reliving it i don't think the that goes full on into Mirandus being story world that i don't necessarily know is accurate but it's an idea I think it gives Earth too much control over Mirandus in this scenario, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a neat idea, but mm-hmm. it makes Earth the main character in a way. Yeah, and kind of like, like the never-ending story where you know the story was in the book, and so 
that's actually admittedly what I was originally thinking when I was starting to read this before I got into the whole story. I was like, what if Mirandus is a product of the imagination of Earth and they're just like pushing their narrative onto this fictional mm-hmm. story where they're like prejudice and there's oppression and and it's stuck in a loop because that that keeps happening. There's always this pattern of uh, prejudice and oppression. So mm-hmm. that was my original thought, which I don't really hold by it completely, but I like the idea that it's there. Yeah, I, I think framed this way, it holds more water. I'm just going back to what Malmahan said. So it seems relevant. Uh, he's like saying, this yeah. world is a cage. You're trapped in it. Same as me. Uh, and then he talks about the device that he's using that trapped the souls. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering why he thinks it's a cage for Lynn, in a sense. Uh, is I mean, she I from Earth? That, <laughs> I think the direct read is that she is just not the world hopper. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting how he's like saying how like this world doesn't matter, like Earth is an echo, which it is just interesting to where Ilarian says where like Earth is very important and like stole the narrative. Well, Malmahan thinks it's like ah, Earth doesn't really matter; it's an echo. Who cares? Which is interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I always struggle with with this contradiction between these two uh, sources of lore. Yeah, because they're both probably wrong in some way right they're both and wrong paul. and they're both evil <laughs> yeah and then there's paul and paul is, yeah paul is dreaming about mirandas but he's not really dreaming because he said he doesn't dream but he sees mirandas out the windows and in his mirrors and stuff like there's yeah. something weird going on with paul <laughs> it's just so fun that this graphic novel has so much to think about and so many questions for the next book (laughs) really does and at face value it doesn't because you read it so fast and you're like oh well that was a story but it is it's like a huge it's a whole new universe to play around in (laughs) there's just i random lions like with the whole the sheath the sword to (laughs) that guards the light of mirandus like i don't even i don't even know what that means you know, like I hope it well, means something good and not just the no, no creepy thing. Uh, speaking of Malmahan, I we did realize in the break between recording these that we literally didn't talk actually about the epilogue of what happens at the end. So maybe we should talk about that. That might that might be well, not even not even the epilogue, like the 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 court, like the the courtroom finale. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we didn't we didn't mention the the paragator at all. Yeah. So Lynn shoots Malmahan, and back in Mirandus, Paul's you know like talking about how like they won and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's a transformation where Paul gets sent back to Earth right in the courtroom scene, mm-hmm. and naked in naked, and which. I like that bo- volume two will start with Paul back on Earth again. That's, that's a nice parallel mm-hmm. to how this one started. Kind of grounds it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, in the epilogue, we see, again, the same thing that was in the first intermission from the Droll perspective. And then 
Malmahan is like himself as the Dark One, and he's like, long live the Dark One. And Lin is there, and she's like bound in red. Mm-hmm. Uh, by his magic. By his magic. Uh, and so I guess Malmahan is taking the mantle of the Dark One again. But it's interesting that he doesn't have the black and red speech bubble when he says that. That's ooh, that's a good that's a good point. That kind of signifies that he is different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh perhaps. So it's possible, but my read was just giving him different dark one speech bubbles than than Paul to like yeah, that, make, that's make also- him different. Yeah, because when you're shrouded and hooded like light. that. Yeah. Because Malmahan did drink from the pool, as Rostick said, right? He did mm-hmm. drink from the pool. But yeah, I, I guess I guess that's what happens when just somebody random makes their way to the pool and and drink. Maybe I, somebody somebody who's not random people can't drink from it. Like Rostick says, like only future dark ones can drink from this. But that is like. He could just be retelling the age-old lore of the narrative. Like, that's... Only future Dark Ones can drink from the pool because only Dark Ones have ever drank from the pool. Or or rather, everyone who ever drinks from the pool is and or becomes the Dark One. And so, yeah, that's... Of, of course, that's what he's going to say. Like, he's he's operating with limited information. Possibly. He said... Okay, so... The well of sorrows is not filled by mortal hands. In times of dark, in times of light, it remains anew. Nor can its waters be cupped or consumed by mortal hands. And then Paul says, except, except mine. And those who came before you. So they can't even, like, pull the water out of the well to drink it? I don't think so. It can't be cupped by hand. And going into, like, the... Interrogator, this spell that Malmahan enacted mm. to get himself and Lynn back to Mirandis. Mm-hmm. And it also seems responsible for shoving Paul back into Earth. Yeah. In like the same location. I think either as part of that spell or as part of the narrative itself, like there can only be one dark one in Mirandis. Mm hmm. Like, the narrative can't accept more than one Dark One. So for Marmalade uh, to return... Malmahan. I couldn't remember. Look, I love Uh, it. I love it. To return, like, Paul, like, had to be shunted out. So you think that that blue and black, like, power is Miranda's, like, ejecting Paul from... It's either, like, some, like twisted form of the narrative like some part of the paragator spell I, I i'm not sure but here's the thing this graphic novel has been pretty consistent in its color language uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah and so the fact that the spell that pulls paul away from Miranda's and back on earth is not red yeah to me, suggests that it's not a part of Malmahan's spell. And I just looked when Malmahan died, and there wasn't that color there. There wasn't 
there wasn't that but there was like a, a lot bright, of red bright red mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm, it's kind of hard to tell because it's just his face in red <laughs> so yeah. uh when it happens what, what if it's the narrative trying to protect paul from malmahan because i don't I think do malmahan of... would be okay with there being another dark one i think he one of his first actions would have been to kill paul well so here's what i think happened he didn't need to take Lin, if I recall correctly. He needed Lin to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is a separate can of worms, by the way. And I do want to open that a little later. But like, why the hell did he need Lin specifically to do that for him? Well, he didn't. He, he, needed, just, he needed to be executed, not necessarily by Lin. He mind controlled an entire courtroom of people. Like he, he could have done that. Mm-hmm. But then that would have been suicide. Yeah, that would have been execution. Yeah, I don't think he could have mind controlled someone to do that. I don't know about so that. So instead, he peer pressured someone into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But he also says that only, like, I believe the phrase he uses is "only you can," whatever. Yeah, like it seemed directed to her specifically. I kind of want to read what Malmahan said at the end. Can we? Can <laughs> we like parse that? Because uh, I think. There's interesting stuff to pick through. So can I go okay. do that? Yeah. yeah. And I and I do want to come back to to what I think happened, but I think this this read may nudge my my brain. It, there's a lot rereading it, there's a lot more in here than I initially expected. So there is. Like, so this is actually one of the things I had a feedback on. Jacques, this section felt so info dumpy to me and so heavy. Mm-hmm. So right when the draw are reenacting what the first intermission said, there's a black box that says, I thought it would be me. Malmahan, they cried from the streets. Save us, Malmahan. Curse the light, Malmahan. It was my cycle that broke the narrative. Mine that nearly brought this whole cursed place to ash. But not my victory to enjoy. More's the pity. Perhaps if it had been mine, I'd not have appreciated it so when it arrived, the triumph, perhaps I'd not spend so much time preparing for what's next. Ugh. Thinking on the past only cheats one of his future. And what a future we have here, Counselor. Your son saw to that. But now he is gone from this place, which means as far as any of those little idiots will soon know, the Dark One is dead. So, long live the Dark One. Oh, that scene. <laughs> I thought you were going to read the courtroom thing. Oh, no, I was going to read the way at the end. We could, we could read the courtroom scene, too, because there's tons of crap there, too. Yeah, th- this one didn't seem too shocking to me. Uh, like, my read is, um, hey, I broke the narrative, uh, but Paul kind of stole the victory lap from me and now everyone thinks he's the one who broke the narrative uh but now i'm back and he's gone and and i am the new dark like i am the dark one in the post narrative era what is he referring to when he's like those idiots uh, will soon know the dark one's dead and then he's like paul is gone so like they would assume he's dead yeah so I guess Malmahan hasn't isn't just like gonna directly control the drill that was loyal to Paul. 
Like he won't take the mantle of the Dark One. Maybe. Like it, oh, it's I, just I weird. think he will. It's like, hey, Paul is gone, but I'm back. Like I don't think the droll necessarily care who the Dark One is. Yeah. Now the narrative is broken. How is it going to have a destined one to fight him? And he's a previous Dark One, so. There was no destined one there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if the narrative is just like, yeah, 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 Malmahan's previous rise was bad, but like I'm saving the destined one of Malmahan for like this moment <laughs> of Malmahan or something. And so it's like, ah, oh, no, it still works. It's just been waiting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think we will see a destined one, a real destined one. Talking more about that, talking about the narrative do we think the narrative is a conscious aware thing or is it just nebulous fate it happens because it happens or is there like something directing the narrative it that is itself the narrative if that makes sense i think it's like a river so it has a direction it has mm-hmm. like a path that it follows, but is not in any way sentient on its own. Okay. It's viewed yeah. it as like reactionary, like in response to this stimulus, it does something else. Yeah. It it tries it tries to go back to that path, like the river, like gravity pulls it towards something, but mm. it has to react to something that's going on, the edits and the deletions from the dark one and the destined one. Yeah. Because like there's a part of me that wants it to be aware and like and has been planning for something greater. Hmm. Like that it has plans for Paul. Like Paul didn't break the narrative. Like the narrative just put him in a position to change itself, which is complicated. I think it feels too deific, too divine. But I I definitely think the um mirandians do view the narrative as divine i don't think they have gods i think they worship the narrative mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. just point out that in shakespeare's carcoon thing carcoon talks about god capital g which is interesting he does yeah but you're, you're totally right the, the modern mirandians totally don't seem to have that and like in yeah. the narrative is their god the carcoon is from earth right so probably, probably be thinking probably, of, yeah. Or it's an artifact Earth. of it being written by an Earthling. Yes. Mm. True. Yeah. Um, no, because I think that happens in Kirkun's like actual speech. Like Shakespeare would write that in character. Yes, but he's still writing it as an Earthling. Where God is an important being. And maybe God fits better than narrative in the iambic pentameter. Mm. he's writing for like a human audience yeah Yeah, but he does make references to the narrative it's interesting because if earth is all like real and mirandus is all real there's two different paths and two different religions or you know creations and two different storylines for both of those planets or places whatever they are what I'm still tied into that. I'm still <laughs> tied into that where they're yeah, they're intertwined the, and they're not supposed to be. 
the cosmology of it is so fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. And that there's other worlds too. Yeah, and th that's not even factoring the other worlds, right? Yeah. Potential. Did, did you? Did we want to read uh, Malmahan talking right before Lin shoots him? So when Lin is holding the gun up to his head, he he's Malmahan. talking to her. Yep. Yes, Malmahan, yes. He's talking to her. He says, when a soul dies in their final moments, their emotions scream out and touch the narrative itself. With the right emotions, a man like me could do anything, even open a gateway. But I cannot walk through on my own. One last soul is required. Death is the door, Lin. Death I cannot bring myself. A door you must choose to open to your remembering, to your love, to your son. We can both step through. Just do it. There is so much to unpack here. There, there, yeah, there is. There so, really is. and what does he mean by a man like me? Like, is he admitting that he's not actually the dark one, but he's something else, and he has to do this special ritual by having someone kill him to walk through this door? Or he could just be referring to generic dark ones, perhaps. Yeah. But That's who? Like, yeah. Oh, or the f fact that yeah. he's Mirandan. Well, I was thinking because the knight died when Paul went through. Yeah, so let's and let's talk about the Oh, okay, sure. With the yep. sword. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Be because, because the knight is something I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, that's true. When Paul, like during the final battle, when he uses the sword, he talks about how the knight hated him. Which is why this this weapon is so. Which is why when he bound the knight so into the sword, like that's why the sword is so good at killing things. Yep. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there is the concept of like utilizing a, a soul's like either overall emotion or like the final emotional state of a soul to like for fuel essentially. And that's definitely like dark one e magic type thing yeah with like absolutely on. yeah soul binding and then when malmahan first like possesses the entire courtroom he talks about how all the people there hate him no they hate the idea of him mm -hmm. and that appears to give him control over them and so it sounds to me like the magic of the dark one the the, the person the dark one or at least the magic of the well is tied to like when you when you soul bind things when when you bind the soul of a, of a of a person in an object strong emotions like passions extra power to the the magical artifact you are essentially creating this ties back to at the very end I think when Paul drops back in the courtroom, mm -hmm. when he's getting arrested, for a moment, he tries to use the magic of the Dark One. Like we see the, the red flare around mm -hmm. his, his hand when he grabs one of the policemen. Mm -hmm. And then it flickers away, like it goes away, which mm -hmm. could be read in a couple of different ways. But the way I'm reading it is these are people who've never seen this man. These are people who don't really feel anything for him mm. and so he's powerless against them 
Okay, that's and interesting. That, that could also that could also be what makes the Dark One so powerful on Mirandus. Because they the kingdoms of light all hate him. Yeah. All hate him, all fear him. Like there's so much emotion there. And the, everyone the knows the Dark Drill One. There. Revere him. They give him power by giving him this yeah. reverence. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's the concept of like blood sacrifice that the drill like sacrifice themselves for yeah. the dark one mm-hmm. to gain power, um, mm-hmm. which could also also work into that. Yeah, I had, I'm trying to think of it in like Cosmere terms. I know. But... It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so the it's a little bit like the thrill. Yeah, but I I like that because that that makes a lot of sense because he. Paul definitely is trying to use his Dark One ability, which means he hasn't lost his ability, which I think is interesting with uh, Malmahan going to Miranda's. Yeah, uh, I definitely read that as him losing his okay, ability, sure. but I like Argent's idea way better. I, I think so. that's a, a, another very fair uh, reading of that, for sure. Yeah. So that that's just a very interesting aspect of the Dark One magic, because even before the well right like he's releasing that power to kill the knight right because that that's that's exactly what's happening because the knight well yeah really he's hates. yeah he's he's binding the knight's soul to the sword now well, what happens to the body i have no idea well i mean there was a giant explosion that he created so i mean like it's not just the soul binding like he's definitely doing an active effect and then the soul is bound in the sword, but like there, okay. there's right. Yeah, that, that's that's fair because he also uses the sword as just like a destructive energy weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, like, like when he chopped the heads off of all of those animals in a row. Yeah, he, that was like cool. that was cool. Paul like literally gr- like touches the sword, and then with that, then there's a giant explosion, and the knight's dead. And in fact, if I recall correctly, the panel where he touches the sword has like, to me, it looked like the sword vibrates a yes. little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which is not super meaningful, but it's like, oh, he's doing something to the sword. He's doing something. Yeah, sure. Spe- speaking of that, just uh, as Paul gets to Mirandus, we get our one note of lightning, which is important lore because Rostic talks about Mother Storm and Father Lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting. So there's some lore there that isn't really yeah. touched upon by anything else of this narrative Dark One, Destined One mythology. So there and is some. Like, a, a lot of times in the sky you will see lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. So like this is the electricity-themed world Breton has been talking about for a while. Is it? I, I think thought, so. I thought that was still going to be Cosmere. I... Don't know, but he did connect the, the electricity world to Dark One. Yeah. And there's electricity here. I, so. I always forget about the initial wob where he talks about the electricity and you always remember it. So I'll just trust you. No, no problem with, from that from me. Um, but yeah, there yeah. is lightning and that has, seems to have absolutely nothing to do with Dark One abilities or Destined One <laughs> abilities. That just seems separate, which I'm interested to see how that connects and how like magic's used in other places because i i imagine something like that exists mm-hmm. yeah i'd like to see a lot more of the the warriors of the light or whatever they're called like that side i'd like to see a lot more of 
their side of the story. Yeah, like, they're, like, they're soul binding, I guess, the draw. Like, we're getting back to that again, but like, ah, it's still so confusing what uh, Krasis is like doing or had did, right? Yeah. And I just don't, I, when I saw his sword and when he said, I'm blessed and his sword like lights up and it's all yellow. Yeah. It's like, this is new thing. This, we haven't seen anything act like that except for like, yeah, yeah, except for the dark one's sword has imbued with power, but it's his is red because of that. That's his thematic element. Mm. But, Mm -hmm. and also when he, when, um, when Paul draws Krasis's soul from him, or the souls of the droll, whatever. Yeah. It is yellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've seen uh, red magic, yellow, yellow magic, magic, and blue magic. Yeah. Black, blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black, blue is kind of like the lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the black's kind of different than the lightning. That's the what it makes blue. me think it's Miranda's pushing him out. Like the lightning's Just, Miranda's magic, like base Miranda. Yeah, like it's... It's the land wanting to get rid of one because there's not supposed to be two in there. There there can only be one dark one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the dark one, not the dark two. Come on. <laughs> We're not doing rule of two rules here. Come on. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Uh, I guess, I guess this, this puts us back to me trying to figure out what the hell happens in the courtroom, right? Because mm-hmm. at some point, what I thought was happening, and I'm still not sure whether whether I'm, I'm what I, I like this idea or not, was that Malmahan doesn't need Lynn to come with him. Yeah. Right? He he chooses to take her, or he chooses to offer her to join him to go through or something, and mm-hmm. then she agrees. I don't know. And like, but but my impression was that he only needs her to shoot him to kill him. And the reason, and, and as a byproduct of her joining him, there is now an imbalance of souls or something. And so Paul gets kicked out. So you think it's because right. Lynn is in Miranda's that Paul gets kicked at, out? At, at one point, I thought that. I don't know if I, if I still like that idea. Okay. But I thought that if, if Malmahan went alone, then that wouldn't necessarily happen. I want to point out that uh right as malmahan is starting to use his magic he's like you are right and wrong you will be my champion i have no doubt talking out to lynn like so there's this champion aspect too wait champion or says champion says champion (sighs) (laughs) yeah it's like i I just think (laughs) that paul being shunted out has to be tied to mom Malmahan and not his mother because yeah. she's not another dark one. It's like it has to be tied to there being another dark one. Well, she's not another dark one, but she is of Earth. I, I, and she has P- uh, Paul's blood. You know, they're related. Yeah, but like, I, I, I think there's probably a lot of Earth Miranda stuff that you could yeah. get. Like, and there, there's still the matter of how how Zoran has a freaking portal on uh, just is like, yeah, you don't even need an incantation to go through this. Just yeah. walk through easy peasy. Yeah. What's up yeah, with that? Like, you know, I don't think there's a fixed number of earthlings allowed in Miranda's. Like, I think, I think could, there's more interplay. 
fixed number of dark ones. I, I could believe that. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I'm, I'm okay with this. Not super married to the idea. But interesting that Malmahan has a plan for Lin with like a champion thing. Yeah, yeah I didn't pick up on that in my read. Yeah. I, I think I must have read it as companion. No, no, no. It says champion. Hmm. Hmm. God, that's Scary. so weird. Now I want to go read it again. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm I as we're doing this, if I'm looking over here, I'm just scrolling through this. It's just like, well, do I see anything yeah, that's interesting? Why I'm looking down. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at it on my phone. Sorry, video viewers, yeah. but we're just like, what, what's <laughs> happening? We're just scrolling through. Wee. Yeah, I did I did notice a lot of things on my like second scroll through. Draw through am I right? Whole, <laughs> hey. Also the oh, whole like bad. death is a door concept yeah i like why is he not dead oh that's a good point actually like why is malmahan not dead because on on the second panel of of like lin shooting him Mm -hmm. there's a bullet hole in his head yeah like you you see very little of it but it's there like he, he did get shot it's not that the the act of somebody executing him gave him all this power did he use so so first of all he goes around kills a person each year for 28 years or 25 years or whatever it was 28 you said I, yeah i said that but i wasn't confident the first time around well i mean it's 15 plus 13 but yeah. <laughs> yes um and so he uses these souls to create this magical artifact mm-hmm. the the paragator and and so so presumably he is either either soul binding mm-hmm. in, in the same way that Dark One is, or he's doing like he's using the souls as like he's not binding the souls, but he's using the souls as like fuel to to perform whatever it is that he wants to perform. Mm-hmm. And then when he's about to die, he's getting ready to activate this device. And so does he use his own soul? To like feel a transfer to Miranda's and then and then using the souls that he's like stored or whatever to give himself a second life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why is he alive in Miranda's? That is so weird. Why does he why could he only get souls once per year? And he was like, Yeah, of course that's how yeah, I obviously just do one per year. That's how it works. Interesting that they're talking about years because they make such a point that there's no time in Mirandus. So what is a year on Earth compared to Mirandus? At least they don't have a concept of time. Like I think time. Right, they don't have exists. hours and minutes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. This is an excellent question, which ties into something I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> and this gets into like ancient Greek mythology. All right. So, great. Oh boy. Philosophy, not mythology. <laughs> uh, so in ancient Greek there are two words for time. Mm-hmm. There's chronos, which is like chronological time, oh, like yeah. minutes, seconds, years. Mm-hmm. And then there is kairos, uh, which is which from Wikipedia is the right critical or opportune moment, the proper or opportune time for action. You've mentioned like, this on the show before. In a I totally believe different I have because this is a... Con- concept i really like and so like chronos is quantitative kairos is qualitative Mm. and so like moment in time yeah it's it's like so like earth is like chronos 
Mirandus is Kairos. Like, so like Kairos, like you can't use like linear, like sequential time to understand it because time just doesn't work that way there. So it's not like one day on Earth equals this amount of time on Mirandus. Yeah. Okay. It's like it, it, it functionally does not work that way, I think. Have we seen evidence of the passage of time on Mirandus? Like dark when physically? Featora kills her dad. It was dark. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that that's a night cycle. But yeah, that's I, was I, I was looking for like a passage of time, like if they eat like lunch at a certain time or something like that, you know, when they're traveling. But I didn't see anything like that. That's why when I was reading it, it felt like the whole thing happened in the course of one Earth day because mm -hmm. it didn't feel like there was a lot of time passing, which mm -hmm. I think was intentional by the artist and the the mm -hmm. storyline. So it's like, I think more time was passing on Earth, like three weeks passed on Earth. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't um, equate to the same sort of thing in Miranda's. I feel like Paul and Fiotora spent two days traveling. I feel like there was a, a oh. like a yeah a frame that says two days later when they did the like neck hold handshake thing yeah it was like nighttime there and they were like it was a setting up yeah. camp or something so at least in that's it's like it, at least the world is not stuck in like four o'clock or whatever mm -hmm. yeah hmm. maybe maybe there's something wonky going on with yeah. with time yeah but like zorin or Lynn says there are no days there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they make does. a very yeah. conscious effort to say there's no concept of days or hours yeah. or years. And, and, so it's like there's a light time and a dark time. Mm -hmm. It's not a unit of measurement. Which this is why I was when I was referring to Mirandus and Earth as planets. But then I was like, no, because Mirandus does not feel like a planet. It, yeah, it just doesn't. It feels like it's a plane of existence, but not a planet sure. that has a rotational cycle. Although you do see like moons or something in that one scene when Paul and Nick are going through. Yeah, yeah, and, and you actually see a moon when Fiatora is killing her father. There's like there's like a night sky through like a door or a window, and there is a hmm. round white object in the sky. Probably not a dish. Probably not. <laughs> I just really want to know why Malmahan just is like one for every year. Just how it works. Yeah. We're just supposed to accept that. Like, what does that mean? Well, so my, my read on that was actually just like a symbolic, hey, for every year I'm stuck in this prison, I will take a life. Not, not so much that he necessarily needs like... Or it's like the anniversary of when he got stuck here is like it's been another sure. year gonna kill a person yeah but another it seemed year, like he needed body. enough souls to even make this work right mm. you know yeah. like it just seems like if you're a mass murderer like you can probably be a little faster than that is what i'm saying you know but especially if you have awesome forgetting powers <laughs> he is from mirandus like he needs to wait for the opportune moment the Kairos. Well, but, yeah. but that's why I thought it was symbolic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's why I don't think it's also like when, when he says one last soul, right? 
it it's not that he needs 29 souls it's that he needs his own and the paragator i think only two of the panels like when, when they're showing all the victims i think only two of the panels have paragator yeah only two written yes. on them yep and and so i wonder if that's like if there was something specific or significant about these victims there's another panel with a an image behind the corpse and it looks kind of Mirandan, not earthly. Like it's this kind of foil looking thing behind it. And I was wondering if that had a ritualistic reason for being there. I don't think I've noticed that. I'm, but I'm, maybe. I'm furious. I drew scrolling. it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm furiously scrolling to to these and while putting them on screen. Drew it. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, it, it, it's in the beginning, right? It's the, it's the prologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are very grisly. Oh, yeah. And then there is hey, like a ritualistic symbol, like drawn in blood, so, I guess. So question. The, the, the one panel where there's like just a shoe in red, mm-hmm. and then two panels later, there's a bunch of pigs in the other shoe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do we think oh. he fed somebody to the pigs or did he turn a woman into a pig? Uh, I think he fed someone to the pigs. Yeah, well, that's just that's interesting. My... That's the same shoe. But yeah, the same shoe. I definitely picked up on that too. I did not pick up on that. And so, and so, and, and so, does that mean two victims then? Is my next question. Yeah, that's. Or, or is this more of a, or is this more of a matter of, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I think it's one victim. I know exactly. Okay, so, I think what happened was, the police thought there were two victims right yeah okay i don't like my argument anymore anyway because uh, he says that there were 15 murders yeah he does <laughs> uh well mm-hmm. uh, does he say 50 because when when lynn talks to him for the first time he asks like and, and tells him are you going to to confess to all the murders and he goes which ones and she says oh 15 and and i think that clue well okay yeah that's well, anyway, but what I thought was maybe the police thought there were two victims, one for this year and one for two years later, but actually the first one was a missing victim, and then the, the second one was actually a murderer, but it doesn't hold any water anymore. Good talk. But it's interesting that it's the same shoe. It, it, yeah, because it, it is the same shoe. Or maybe like a pair. Presumably a pair, actually. The more I think about it, the more weird it gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I was under the impression that the number of victims was important. I have the number of years. That's just how it works. <laughs> but if it's the same shoe, that means that that's one less victim than they were counting. And, yeah. and just so you know, I look back to where he's referring to the number of victims. Uh, Malmahan's just saying 15. Is that all they found? Like he's just sassing it that way. Hmm. Um, and he continually refers to her as Mrs., which is just, you know, interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. and tell, uh, what is the last name? Sorry. Uh, Yang Tennyson. Tennyson. Yeah. Tennyson, Tennyson wife. wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, well, which, which, so I assume that is a just Mirandan way of speaking, not him being an ass. He has well, I think other opportunities to be an ass. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it definitely both. feels like he's kind of like jabbing. 
her, you know, a successful woman. Perhaps. Oh, you're just a sheath, you know. <laughs> I do really love the screen with the destined one and dark one. That spread like, yeah. oh man, the art is like just quite good. Wow, I don't even know where we're going with this, but like this is just <laughs> this is crazy. Uh what if we veer a little bit like back on track? Let's let's do some theories about what like book two and three are gonna be. Like and expectations, stuff like that. I think Fiatura is gonna go to Earth. Yes. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's reasonable. And, and she's gonna meet up with Paul. I think that's a very safe bet. Okay, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. I think Theodora and Paul are going to hit it off. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of want like them to end up together. I, I, I kind of yeah, like the, that too. The shipping I'm very angle. much like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like it. I So I kind of feel like Kirkun's wife slash lover, Kisil yes. or whatever her name was, is is going to end up being important not necessarily in a hey we're gonna make this character kind of way but hey this character played a pivotal role in a moment of history that is very important and we haven't really talked about her i think that's fair because i, I think what... you don't name characters you don't need to name <laughs> i want to know and there's not what... a lot of named characters <laughs> no there's really not a lot of named characters that there's marcy though you guys remember Marcy? No. No? Well, good, because she's a throwaway character in the... One of the lawyers? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not, right. not yes, even yes, a, yes. I, I think she may have been like an assistant or something. The secretary. The coffee? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that, that may have been the coffee girl. Look, or that person's not, getting... No, the coffee, coffee girl, girl was named Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, yes. these are right. copper. These are copper mine articles. We can we can crank those out real good. Rebecca, <laughs> done. Brings uh, coffee to Lynn. Yep. There. There you go. Art picture done. Nailed it. I want to know why the ports have such similar naming structure. I can't stop thinking about that, and I, it probably will not be relevant at all. But like, if there's like dark elves and crap, like what's up with that? For the record, I, I think these are probably inhabited by humans. Yeah. I think it's just a nice linguistic connection to Earth. Yeah. I I do think it's very interesting that one of them is in the Blackened Lands. And yes. And one of them is on the border and the other one is in, in the Kingdoms of Light. Mm -hmm. So if they are inhabited by humans, then that raises some questions about who these humans are and like what's their business and i do want fiatora to have some intense self-reflection based off of her interactions with paul and now that malmahan is back i think she's going to realize that paul is not as bad as a dark one as yeah. malmahan that the, yeah. the kingdom of light would be better off with paul in control of the dark I think her story is going to be a big plot point in the next book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like especially with it up that way, forcing them to Paul and Theatora to work together. Like that would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we got to learn more about Zoran. Like what the crap was going on with that? Like that's a major. Mm -hmm. Like we barely hear anything with that. Like 
because I, I just don't think that that's like this book, like one of the books that's going to be like a main thing, I think, you know? Yeah, this this feels like the kind of thing where you learn a little bit more in book two. And it's actually like a big point in in book. So he's he's the ruin of the Mistborn trilogy, right? So <laughs> there is there's the tiniest hint in in book one and you don't even know anything about it. And then in book two, you you learned like a big revelation, but it's just a one big thing. And then book three is all about that. Hmm. It, it seems like main plot point material and that we're just getting a very hint of and it's tying in to sequels. So we got to get that. Got to get yeah. some freaking lightning. Just saying, like, I get that. I want to know who is or was the destined one supposed to be instead of uh, Krasis. Yes, we got to see a new destined one. Mm -hmm. Like, I do want to see that. And I want to see what powers the destined one can use and how, like, the specifics of that. Mm -hmm. I do want to see some deeper exploration of the Kingdoms of Light. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like them to not be an entirely monolithic culture. Like, I think it's okay for the Blackened Lands to be that way because that's kind of the narrative purpose they serve. Like, there's this ball of evil and it's it's interesting to see them on an individual level, uh, right? The, the draw have lives. But, like, the other side of that coin, I don't want the Kingdoms of Light to be this ball of sameness do you want to see new locations and new people and different mm-hmm. experiences and like cultures and stuff uh like oh, mm-hmm. yeah i want to know where nika went <laughs> nika oh that's right because she's at not the there end, at the he's end. like where is where is she you know when he's getting oh. captured by the cops and dragged but away he does have the necklace he does yes. that's like the only thing that stayed on him yeah oh that's interesting. Yeah, that was a big question at the end. I was like, where the heck did she go? Also, like, Nika is gone when he first enters Mirandus for, like, a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she kind of tails him, is mm-hmm. my impression. Mm. Uh, and then kind of mm-hmm. shows up for a moment when he's getting old buddy-buddy with uh, Fiotora and, like, gives him the stink eye mm-hmm. when they start getting close, which confused the heck out of me when I was reading the thing at, at like because so the first time he goes in there and she shows up for a panel and is thinking to herself oh you're so close now and in retrospect what she's thinking is oh you're so close to the well i can tell you all the things i can show you all the things mm-hmm. and then he moves away he moves towards the kingdoms of light meets fiotora nika sees that he's getting close with a citizen a citizen of the light the princess of light and, and that's why she's giving him the stink eye because she's like, no, you're, you're you're going in the literal opposite direction of where I, w- I want you to go. Mm-hmm. She's also a frustrated younger sibling. And in at, the beginning, in yeah, in the beginning, she says, um, you can't get rid of me even if you wanted to. And he's like, I could. She's like, no, you can't. <laughs> and now she's gone. Like, yeah. what is, what is, what's the connection there? <laughs> what's her fate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, that's, that's really important, I think. I do, I do like her outfit change between the worlds. Yeah, like that was me. a great outfit change. Um, the change in personality 
shocked me. Like she felt mm-hmm. so different in Miranda's. Well, she's remembering yeah. what actually happened because she didn't know. Well, when she grabbed his head like that and forced him to remember, that yeah. felt almost menacing. Like, she yeah, was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that at the very end she forced him. I want to know what this landmine is. Like, what? <laughs> why was there a landmine? What does that have to do with anything? There's something. Unfortunately. Unlike the boombox, it is actually spelled out to be a landmine. So <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was meant to be a bear trap. <laughs> it's actually a Mirandian fruit. Sure. I buy it. <laughs> landmine flavored. Oh boy. Just oh, what I wanted. Spicy. Mmm. An explosion of flavor. wow that took you a while (laughs) i got it uh i don't know what 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 else uh like i think we've touched on like most things uh we we may do an episode on that intermission and like read every bit of text in full and analyze that Mm -hmm. because like i think that there's that there's an episode worth there but Oh, the Kirkland one? Yeah, but like we're we're gonna get a lot more dark one. Be nice if we could like get the full text for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I cause I wonder if there are some some sneaky, sneaky things hidden in the missing like five ah. words or whatever. Curse you artistic depth. I just thought to read it like a book. <laughs> ah. Like that one hand with the a leaf in it. Like I don't know what that symbolized. <laughs> I just love that it's just like, oh, William, like, dude, you got to make a different story. This sucks. I, I don't like it's it. It's hogwash. Yeah, hogwash. this is hogwash. I love it. Yeah. I, I just noticed one line from that, like, the boy carcoon howls. Yep. So, carcoon was like... Oh, oh, he was young, is what you're saying? was mm-hmm. young. He was probably around he Paul's really? age. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, was Malmahan that age when he ascended? I think so. If it was 28 years, 28 years ago, he probably would have been pretty young. And and he does he does look like he's in his 40s. Middle age. Would he even yeah. age on Earth if he's a weird Miranda with dark, magical so. Dark One powers? Though like, I, I, I think know. if you're on Earth, like you are bound by chronological time. Like, well, I guess uh, more in the aspect of his magical abilities. Right, like I, I agree, he's bound by chronological time, but like, I don't know what the Dark One abilities. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. What, like, we gotta know more about Malmahan. Like, we one thing that we gotta see is Malmahan and Ilarian like fight again and learning more of that struggle. Like, we have to see more of that because there's there's a lot going on there uh, that is probably very important. And I think in the next volume, Lynn is going to be like a primary vessel for us to learn more about the Dark One, about Malmahan specifically, about mm. the narrative. Like how what what purpose does Lynn have in 
Miranda's like, I have no idea, but well, she had some idea of it because her husband would tell her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll only be a little bit. And she's like, don't, don't yeah, stay then, too long. And he's like, well, you know, there's no time. <laughs> so it's like, I'll be there as many days as I want. Cause there's no days. So, eh. but like she forgot it and just, yeah, it's just interesting. It will be very interesting to see what her purpose is as he, Malmahan's champion is. Champion. And then they'll fight Dalinar. Yeah. Open a gateway to another world. And then we'll go right into the Battle of Thalen Field. It's like, oh, yeah, there is a lot of passion and hatred over here. What's up? A world battered by storms. <clears throat> oh, you know the storms. Easy. You got that capital C connection? <laughs> let's, let's, let's break. Uh, it's, it's all working out. I, I did. I did wonder if, especially with our recent wab, but not necessarily wab about anguish. I did wonder if the well of sorrows was meant to be like a griefy type of shard. Hard to say, but yeah. I mean, pools. And there's lots of themes of death and loss. Um, it it does make me wonder how Nika knew so much about it. She like, did admit that she was in the dark about a lot. Well, sure. But like, she was a kid. Mm-hmm. A, an Earth kid. And she went to maybe Miranda's with Paul and like died four seconds later. Mm-hmm. How does she know so much about Miranda's, about the narrative, about the well, how the well is going to give Paul both knowledge and power like that felt a little fishy to me. Interesting. Yeah, it's that's possible true. that dying keeps them from losing their memory. Well, but she did lose her memory. And and even if she restored it, like she never had the memory of the well unless their dad told them about it. <sighs> mm. Yeah, it might just be because she's imprisoned by the power of the Dark One uh, that she might gain some intrinsic knowledge uh, of that. Dark One I ability. Knowledge. I mean, it's I think that's... Worst. Yeah, yeah. Look. It only serves the narrative. Yeah, see, that's a great Everything excuse. <laughs> that's a great excuse. It's a, The narrative demanded that she know it, and that is an oh, excuse no. that almost works in this, but is still oh, somewhat of a cop-out. No. But, like, the, the real reason why Nika knows about the well is that oh, no. she will have learned about the well, so really, that, that's why she knows about it. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's really that's the Cosmere like connection, that capital C, of course, that we want, right? <sighs> I, You're welcome. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was safe no, in in Miranda's. No, you definitely but, weren't. The Cosner no, symbols no. on on that map <laughs> taunting <laughs> us. All right, do we have uh, any final thoughts? Like we we definitely talked more about lore, so we'll probably call this like Dark One lore because we definitely did talk more about the lore and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well, cool and artsy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, one one thing that I that I appreciated uh on my second read of like the first chapter was that like the the dark one imagery was actually in like a few places on the walls as play like 
the blinds in the doctor's office were, mm-hmm. for example, forming that, which I thought was was a cool visual thing. And I really like the use of color to denote different things because it's almost like a yes. character on its own. Like mm-hmm. it sets the mood and it sets the theme of that scene. And you can immediately tell when it's red, what we're talking about, when it's oh, like you know the bright, there's a bright blue sky. We know we're talking about the light people and I, I liked yeah. in, in the end where Fiatora like is going to confront the dark one, like the text bubbles are surrounded by a yellow outline, mm-hmm. like she's just like yelling, like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're the warriors of light here. It's like what's up? Just mm-hmm. really good uh usage of color just all around mm-hmm. uh playing um, to the strengths of the medium yeah like, no seriously you should yeah you definitely should a uh, couple of cool like visual things um that i just didn't have a good time to mention before um there's a scene towards the end where like just before the final battle where Ilarion is it looks like he's drinking whiskey he's actually holding like a whiskey glass and there are ice cubes inside um and and he has his like white wizard hat off so it makes him look very very earthly mm-hmm. in that panel which probably has some kind of deep character meaning about how he doesn't really fit with Miranda's and he's really a person from earth and etc etc mm-hmm. he yeah. has um, some anachronisms and things too yeah that's a fancy word yeah oh yeah yeah he does actually um oh the the scene where Paul and Futora do the neck touchy thing. It, mm-hmm. it, it really needs a name. That's what uh, the copper mine's gonna uh, <laughs> the, that's what the copper neck, mine article is gonna be called. The neck touchy thing. That's just the <laughs> yeah. official name. I really like that though. I thought that was yeah. a really but, nice but little like, bit of world building. Yeah, it was. It yes. was and, and when it came back at the end, like mm-hmm. when they met. Um well and if Ilarian and does that to Fiatora too, yeah, like yeah, I actually loved that. Yeah, because it nice. felt like a payoff for a world building thing. Yeah, it was. And there's also the parallel of in that final um, battle fight between Paul and Fiatora. Like he says, like only a fool like seeks battle, and yep. like he's that comes up beforehand i don't remember who paul said that to was if it was fiatora or someone else but it but it was in their conversation yeah yeah like like their their second meeting is is a callback to their first yeah. adventure together mm-hmm. which is cool well cool yeah, uh, all in all a very enjoyable read yeah <laughs> yep. absolutely I'm yeah. I'm excited. I would rec I would recommend, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know when the next time we'll talk about Dark One. Uh, maybe sometime. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I think next up we're gonna need to talk about Way of Kings Prime. I have no idea how that's gonna look because I have read like <sighs> none of it. So that that'll be up next, and then of course November we got Rhythm of War really coming very soon. I was counting two years of Stormlight episodes. Two years of Stormlight mm-hmm. episodes, pretty much, I bet. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you can find us on 17char.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Come talk with us on Discord. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes. 
Uh, if you like our stuff, you can support us on Patreon. And uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. I don't know of any Mirandan farewell things, but yeah, we don't have that. Imagine, imagine that I'm not touching your necks. <laughs> Come on. But first, before we start, just wanted to mention that though we are recording this long ago in Mirandan time, right now the Way of Kings Kickstarter is out, and so you can go see that. Excellent. I didn't plan that uh, to happen, Ian, but that that comedic timing, I'm glad. It, it was totally it is, not it planned. Is, it is always a good episode <laughs> when when somebody makes Ian do a spit take. I know. It's so good. I was trying. I was... This close. I could not swallow. <laughs> uh, you'll die okay. and we'll forget about you. Practice. Yes. I did that math earlier, not just now. <laughs> You're a math professor. You should be able to do this off the cuff. No, math isn't about numbers, Ian. Math isn't about numbers. Uh, we have calculators for that. I still t- calculate my tips with a calculator and not in my head. Dang it. Because uh, I don't need to spend that brain power. We have got machines to do that for us. And you know what else has machines? Dark one with automatons. (laughs) Terrible segues. Let's go. Best segues. Best segues. You know, speaking of segues, they're not selling the traditional segues anymore. Rip. Uh, Oh, no. I know. Whatever will we do? Speaking of segues, just a couple of days ago. (laughs) This is going uh, your great start. Just a couple of weeks ago. We'll we'll get to the dark one. Don't worry about it. So, I... I've been using the word Segway correctly yeah. for a long time, but in written text, ah, yes. I've been spelling it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, I did that for a and long I've, time and too. I've, and, yeah. I've, and I've seen like some, some people like give me weird look. Well, not, I obviously haven't seen them, but like I've, I've sensed the temperature in the room being weird when I do that. Like, but now, but now I know. It ends how in to... U-E, right? And that, that's how Seg-U. you... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so words are hard right so, now. So you don't know, uh, audience, because I cut all the blank space <laughs> for about a minute and a half of Evgeny <laughs> trying to figure out what he wants to say. But uh, uh, maybe we should just steer this story back to Dark One. <laughs> so I've, I've, known, I've known that Segway is... is... <laughs> I thought... S E G U E is pronounced seg. <laughs> and so I've okay, been this doing that. It. I'm if you are still listening, I'm so glad you didn't click end. We're going to talk about dark one, but that and, that and so made this story worth text, it. In written text, I've been doing that plus the word way at the end. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's, that's how, how you you're doing. Oh no! Oh no! That's Segwayway. <laughs> uh, I thought of you were just ago, calling I... it like a Segway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like S-E-G-W. Yeah, I... yeah, that's that. A-Y. Yeah, no. no. But you, you did I, I... with U-E and then wrote way at the end of it? That's what you did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please put hashtag Segwayway <laughs> down below. That will really 
make me just very happy if this is a meme. <laughs> Please. But but now I know better. Yeah. <laughs> that was worth it. I'll never be able to look at Segway in the same way. That was, that was, that was totally <laughs> worth it. That was worth it. Let's talk about Dark One, guys. Oh my god. Uh, what so- a Segway. Yeah, it was a it was a segue way that was way seg. Uh, but 